Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. My name is Andy Dawson and his name is... Mine. Sam Delaney. I got sorry, came in a bit early. That's all we've right. I mixed up a bit. We've rehearsed this, we've rehearsed this, and we've rehearsed it again. And yet, when it comes to the real thing, we fuck it up. It's fucking nerves, isn't it? Hours just, of um, rehearsals go into these shows. Yeah, of course. We just um, this is another episode that we're doing remotely from from either end of of England, mm. um, and we were just commenting on what we can see. Because we do a video call, don't we? Um, I'm next to my dartboard as usual in my. Um, I don't know what Taunting I'll call it. Taunting me. Yeah, I suppose we call it my um, leisure area, perhaps. Yeah, ta- taunting me with your ample leisure area. Yeah. With all the the freedom and fun that that suggests. Yeah, and While you, I, Sam, I am. I'm in my bedroom, my own bedroom at least, for once not my 11 year old daughter's bedroom. <laughs> I've been allowed access to my own bedroom by the family. Um, it's... I've had to shut shut the door, considering blocking it, because I'll, I'll tell you, none of them are happy about me taking time out on a Sunday evening to do this, least of all my son, <laughs> who that, wanted to do, that do something that involving very, Lego. You're a very integral part of the family, and not the kind of yeah. um, the outsider you've been made out to, to be by yourself. No, but the point is, it's like they don't like me having my own time. It's yeah. not that they want to spend time with me, it's like... Where the fuck do you think you're doing? Yeah. Who do you think you are? Yeah. What? Having a life outside of ours. Yeah, you might even what, have a laugh what, what? You reckon you, you reckon you've got a mate, do you? Yeah. Who's your mate? They've been shoving me around. <laughs> yeah. The fucking... Mocking me, pre- saying that you don't really exist and that I'm just talking into a mirror. <laughs> it's All feasible. this sort of stuff. Yeah. Just some feasible. kind of like fun prevention squad. That you've got yeah, there. exactly. But anyway, I've managed to get in here, and I've actually taken time because, as I've said before, I'm jealous of your uh, your leisure area that mm-hmm. you broadcast from. I'm just going to just tilt my camera time. there so you can just see the dartboard for a second. Don't, mate. There it is. There it oh. is. <laughs> but your bedroom That's living all right. Your, your bedroom's very, very um, beautifully lit. I must say, Sam. Yeah, I've I took some time because I'm jealous. I wanted to sort of make a good impression on you so i actually you'll have noticed i was four minutes late that wasn't my usual power play that was no. because i spent a long time lighting the bedroom in a semi-seductive manner <laughs> right. to make you sort of think oh nice vibe sam's got going on there i was almost thinking of playing some light jazz in the background oh, for you to hear when we first got in touch but I, I didn't have time to sort that bit out if you could put together a spotify playlist of what you would have played we could put that out on twitter and people can enjoy Enjoy I that can tell insight. you, the theme of it will be sophistication. Mm, of course. Absolutely. Mm. Sophistipop. Is that what you would play? 
Yeah. Do you remember that Lots recently? We, 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 we both watched a BBC4 documentary about um, music oh, yeah. from the mid-80s. It was 1986, and I think it was like Shardy and Animal Nightlife and Swing yeah, Out Sister. And e- everything but the girl, maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure. But they, they... Oh, yeah, Swing Out Sister presented it, the woman from Swing Out Sister. And they kept driving um, home this, this, this genre, sophisticated pop, that no one had ever fucking heard we, of before. That, that you knew and I knew and everyone fucking watching who was alive in the 80s knew... And Swing Out Sister yeah, knew. Especially Swing Out and, Sister. Right, they all knew that was never a fucking thing. It'd been made up because BBC, BBC4 had run out of musical genres of the 80s to make documentaries <laughs> about, so they started having to make some up. But then again, me and you were like, fine, we know this is made up, but we'll watch it anyway. Yeah, because we've got nothing else going on on a Friday yeah, night. exactly. We're doing this on a Sunday evening. We usually do this on a Monday morning, but it's a Sunday evening we're doing this. Yeah. So we're right on the back, on the court tails of the weekend's football in action. Um, I've been I've, I've been glued to Chelsea versus Crystal Palace this afternoon. Yeah. Um, I, I'm lying. I haven't really. I've been watching it, but it was it was. It was I had co- half an eye on it around my yeah, mum's. It was rudimentary victory for Chelsea, wasn't it? They they just dispatched Crystal Palace. Classic. One of those ones where Palace equalised and you, the fans are delirious because yeah. obviously you're away at Chelsea, you've equalised, you ain't got a chance. But it almost makes it worse when then you eventually just yeah. lose anyway. Yeah, we knew a what was coming. Defeat. Yeah, yeah. We, we knew what was going to happen. The uh, the most tragic aspect of that match was um, it's just appeared on, on, on Mirror Football's website that uh, Susanna Reid appears to be stepping out with the, the Crystal Palace chairman Steve Parish. No way. Yeah. Which is a personal blow for myself. I've been um, I've been flirting with Susanna on Twitter on a very low level for about six years now, I think. And uh, I thought I was getting somewhere, but evidently not. No, she's, mate. Uh, she's I saw you. I saw you trying to make a move on her on uh, on the other girl on Sky Sports last yeah, night via yeah. your your I'll, Twitter friend Kelly Kelly Dalpish. Yeah, yeah. Ke- Kelly, Ke- Kelly Kitts. Yeah, I asked Kelly if she'd ask Alex Scott out for me. Um, and yeah, but Kelly your said, problem is you're trying to make too many moves on Twitter. It's like the friend zone, but worse. You reckon? Because it's it's the friend zone, but on the internet. And yeah. you're doing... You're, I mean, I'm all for the long game, but six years, that's why you snooze, you lose, mate. Parish, Parish is no better looking than you are, mate. No, of course no he's not. No way. He's got What's a few he more got quid? going for him? Yeah, well, he owns Crystal Palace, but I, I think the thing is she is a Palace fan. You know, you know what it boils down to, right? He's local and I'm not. That's what it is. You're right. It wouldn't. Long distance relationships don't work. If I've had dealings with Parish, have you? Yeah, I've you've had used, dealings with Parish. You've used the word you know dealings what? there. Would you like to elaborate on that? Well, I can't. I'm not going to go into a, a huge amount of detail because he seems like a decent bloke. I don't want to. But I did. He did ask <laughs> me and my brother to take on his um, daughter. Uh, hey? For some work, for some work experience oh, right, okay. at our at our company. <laughs> so we met with her. This yeah. is about two years ago. Steve Parrish's daughter came to see us, and we had a chat with her. Mm. And he had told us she was hell bent on working in the media in our sort of business. Right. And so we sat down and sort of. But I had a strong suspicion that she wasn't really hell bent on that career. Oh, right. And she was quite happy doing whatever it was she was doing. Mm. And that her old man, who was very much a bloke who's pulled himself up by the bootstraps, mm-hmm. as I understand it, mm-hmm. had given her a bit of go out and get some bloody decent work. It, it, a lot like ourselves, 
that bootstraps yes, thing very a lot much. like ourselves. So it's it's no yeah. surprise he targeted your company as a um, yeah. an ideal place for it to, yeah. to learn the ropes. I should have called my company Bootstraps Limited. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, they sent um, they said she came over and she expressed a huge. She said, "Yeah, I'm I'm up for it. I've just got to go on holiday next week. When I come back, I'll yeah. give you a buzz and I'll start." And we said, "Yeah, we'll start." We never heard from her again, Andy. Really? Never. Well, I'm 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 pretty sure she'll now be. But um, now the, the last laughs on us because she uh, she's got a new stepmom and her stepmom is Susanna Reid. Well, and that is how's good. the last laughs on 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 us? Is it? I don't know. Well, yeah, she's she's I, now going to be doing some interning at Good Morning Britain, and you know, no yeah. aspersions on yourself, but that's a better place to work than your fucking company, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, everyone would rather work for Piers Morgan than Sam Delaney, right? Well, since you put it like that, actually, maybe not. Mm. <laughs> There's only been four of the five matches that we predicted played so far because we've still got Huddersfield versus Fulham to come on Monday night. Mm. Uh, but it's been quite a grim week for both of us, Sam. Uh, so far, I've got one point, oh, which yeah. came from my prediction of Arsenal-Liverpool being a draw. Yeah. Uh, you've got two points. You predicted mm. a couple of correct results, but not correct scorelines. Results bot got three points. The fuck up. Thanks to Newcastle versus Watford, he predicted a 1-0 home win. Oh. You know what this means, Sam? I knew it. You're now He's bo- gone above me. Yeah, you're now bottom I'm of the bo- table. I'm rock bottom. You're rock bottom on 17. Results well, bot is on 18, and I'm on 23. I'm no, stranger. I'm no stranger to relegation battles, and you won't see me go hiding, right? Mm. Believe me, Andy. I am my own harshest critic, yeah. right? I know that mistakes have been made, and I know what it takes to get out of the position I'm in. And I'll tell you what it is, a lot of hard work. Yeah, on the training ground. And, and do you know what I'm going to do? What? Go back to basics. I'm going yeah. back to basics. That's what you've got to do in a situation like this. What does that mean? But got to go back to basics, start predicting scores in a straightforward way, yeah. just like the way I did when I was a kid. Yeah. In a way instinctively yeah not trying to second guess not trying to let your results spot get inside my mind Too right <laughs> go with my gut follow the instincts that i've developed as a score predictor from an early age right that is the way i'm going to get out of it i tell you what yeah when you and results spot are still in bed in the morning and he's sleeping off his iron filings hangover right and you're just sleeping over whatever sort of conventional hangover you have yeah i'll be the one who's up Predicting scores again and again and again and again. Predict, predict, predict. Start again. Predict, predict, predict. Start again. Get out matches. Get out matches from old newspapers, right? Yeah. From 20 years ago. Score lines that there's no way I can remember. Predict all the scores. Then look them up. up. Yeah, yeah. If I got them wrong, start again. Don't stop until you've got all of the scores right. I mean, you can, you can be predicting stuff around the clock. You can be looking at matches that have been played Non-stop. in like Nicaragua at three in the morning and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. You can be looking yeah. at the Peruvian B League. You can predict them. And I do like, you know, they have those horse racing nights. Footballers go yeah. for it a lot. Yeah. And you get videotapes of old races. And they're all like they're all sealed up so no one can tamper with them and find out what, what they what they were from beforehand. Unless you're, an England, unless you're an England player under the reign of Kevin Keegan. Ah, oh, of course. In which case... What they did was they got the tapes that came all sealed <laughs> and they stole into Kevin Keegan's room, stole them, um, very delicately undid the packaging, watched the tapes, memorised the results, then resealed the bag yeah. and ripped poor old Double K off for thousands of pounds. 
And that was why he was All wasn't in the name out. of banter. And that All was in why, the name of banter. That was why he wasn't cut out to be England manager. And it's probably what triggered him to resign in the toilet at Wembley back Not in the year 2000. I too. That's disgusting behaviour. It is. So, well, yeah, I mean, at three, you were born a few weeks ago. I said that you could just t- start emulating results spot when you were five points ahead of him. I'm not going to take the... Mate, there are no easy options. There, are, there is. That, well, that, there was. That is an easy option. It was. It was the easiest option. You I don't just... care. I don't, that's not the way that I want to play this. I, wanna, I don't just want to avoid relegation. I want to win. And I believe that with a lot of hard work, yeah. a lot of focus, going back to basics, yeah. I will... Because a lot of jobs are riding on this. It's not just me. It's all my support staff. Oh, you've got a team of you have statisticians. I've got my statisticians. I've got my psych- my sports psychiatrist. Psychologist, yeah, yeah. Right, the guy who wrote the Monkey Paradox. You know he works for me just to get me through this predictions league. Doctor right. Steve Peters cost yeah. me a fortune. His job's on the line, and even Gladys, the tea lady, I hire her just to make me tea while I'm doing my predictions. Right, she'll have to lose her job as well. If well, I get relegated to another podcast, right, I'm not going to be able to afford this setup. But if you if you get relegated, then surely Steve Peters has got to take part of the blame. He's the one that's been directing your head. You know, he's the one that's been telling you how to think. And hey, hey, the yeah. buck stops with me, right? My support staff are unfailingly loyal and hardworking. Yeah, you see that. And I'm not going to point fingers at anyone. Believe yeah. me, I'm a big enough man. I'm a big enough man to look myself in the mirror and ask yeah. myself some very, very difficult questions about how I've found myself in the position I am in. Yeah, you want to fucking bin Stevens, I reckon. What was he called? Peters. Steve Peters. You want to bin Peters. Peters. The monkey paradox. The monkey man. You want to bin the monkey man. Or the man. chimp paradox. Yeah, well, there's a problem. There's a problem with the way that I'm interpreting his theories, clearly. It's a contractual yeah, by the way, thing. Did you... Uh, Obviously, you would have watched Wolves Spurs last night. I thoroughly enjoyed that, yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed Robbie Keane's performance as a pundit. I was focusing mainly on Alex Scott, but yeah, go ahead. He was um, absolutely bewildered and baffled to be there. <laughs> ah, roars between two tarns. This is amazing. What the bloody hell is going on? I can tell you what, as well. He makes Roy Keane sound as, um, you know, he makes Roy Keane sound like he's speaking in received English, like he could project, <laughs> yeah. present the Today programme on Radio 4. I mean, I'm not joking, it was just a fucking whirlwind of of Irish bloody babble. He's like, what about, you know, I tell you what, you know, he's gone, he's kicked the ball, you're a lovely looking lady, like, but I mean, when did the real presenters turn up? Right, got, next question. I come here to analyse a football match, there's a couple of birds here, what's this all about? Am I on Strictly or something? This is lovely and all that, but uh, come on, we've got to get out. We've got a job of work to do. i got to get home later. i got to get flayed all the way back to Los Angeles. <laughs> come on now. Stop playing silly buggers. we got to get the show started. The game's kicked <laughs> off, for fuck's sake. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was dressed very Los Angeles as well, wasn't he? His lovely he was, smart yeah, jacket on. Very yeah, nice. And then Alex Scott in the middle was wearing yeah. a right. You could tell it was a 7.30 kickoff because she was ready to party. Yeah, she was going out afterwards, wasn't she? But I yeah. also noticed that Kelly Cates had to sit at a peculiar angle throughout the show, through no really? fault of her own, through the fault of what I uh, <laughs> deem to be poor directing skills of the Sky team. Yeah, They put a massive graphics board up behind her right. at such an angle that whenever she had to reference it, yeah. she had to sort of be sat in a strange way whereby she neither faced the camera, right. either of her guests, 
or the stats board itself. Right, okay. She'd been stitched up there. I wasn't happy about it. You're saying that as a, a seasoned TV professional as well. It wasn't That's just right, because yeah. Rob, it was just, just to like avoid the gears of Robbie Kane, was it? It might have been that. You're Could a lonely-looking girl. Yeah. You're a lonely-looking girl, but you've got no place sat here in the studio, you know. You should be at home. You should be at home with your husband and your kids. This is ridiculous. I don't understand it. What's going on? What's got me all, I mean, I don't mind. You pay me money. I come and I do my job. You want me to say something about the football? I say it about the football. It's a good game. Right, next question. I assumed it was going to be your daddy that was here. Where's your daddy gone? Is your daddy <laughs> poorly or something? a lovely man. Great big backside he had on him. <laughs> Anything else from the weekend's football that caught your eye? Well, I went to West Ham um, versus uh, Burnley. Oh, yeah, you won, didn't and- you? It was it was wonderful. Four two. What an exciting yeah. day out that was for me. But I had to red card Len, my son. Has who, he been doing he the, 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 uh, the the spinning finger again or whatever it's called? Well, I would have been happy for him to have come along and done that, but he was at such a twat yesterday morning <laughs> throwing a tantrum for reasons I can't even remember that um he went so mental and threw such a bad tantrum that I had to cancel football for him. Right. Football's a big treatment. I said, mate. You know, you make a threat. You've got to follow through with it, haven't you, Andy? Yeah, you are. This is yeah. something I'm learning. Yeah. I said, if you carry on, if you carry on, you're not coming to football. And he carried on. So, right, you're not going to football. football. So I went on my own. And did uh, did the tantrum continue while you were out? Don't, I don't care. I was gone <laughs> by then. I was gone. Saw him again by the time the fireworks kicked off up the school and he'd calmed down by then. So it was all all right. Okay. And, and did you get your curry? And did you get to watch the match in your living room? I know you didn't because you tweeted about it. I, uh... I watched the game. It was in the same sort of room as right. the living room, but it was like there's a dining table at the far end yeah. and I had to sit up there watching the game on my laptop. Did you have your headphones We had people in? round and they, we had people round and they were all watching Strictly and oh. I was I had to go and sit at the table and have my curry there. And even worse than that, there was a mix-up with the curry order and they only delivered half the order. So that meant that, like... Uh, my wife and kids and our guests all ate the first half and I had to wait an extra hour for my curry. Fucking hell, that's very generous of you. Uh, did did you tell them that you had to I watch... I didn't have much of a say in it. Did, no, well, obviously. Did you tell them yeah. that you had to watch them for research purposes and all that kind of thing, for the podcast that you do? No, they didn't care. They just said, if you want to watch your game, you've got a computer, watch it over there. Get yourself up there with your curry when it comes in an hour's time, you dick. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That was it. That was pretty much long and short of it. But I know my place. And, yeah. I, you know, once you, if you've watched your team win 4-2 in a thrilling game, you're sort of in, you're untouchable. Mentally and emotionally, mm. you're untouchable, Andy. Like, yeah, you don't high, care. No, nothing can upset you. Yeah, it just sees you through the weekend, doesn't it? I mean, my team won 2-0. Yeah. My team um, won 2-0. Yeah. You're at, second at in the Argyle. table, aren't we're, you? We're second. We've got a game in hand. If we win the game in hand, we'll be top. So all we've got to do now is win the remainder of our... I don't know how many it is, uh, 32 games or whatever, and then we've won the league. Hundreds you got to play in League One. Hundreds yeah, it goes on and on, like three times a week, I think it is. But uh, yeah, so, so we're doing all right, so don't worry about us. It's it's the Czech Trade Trophy I'm thinking about now, because we're into the uh, knockout stages of that, and the final right. is at the end of March, so I'm, I'm looking at hotels near Wembley now for the end of March for Czech Trade Weekend, as it's going to be called. Fucking hell, you're getting a bit, I don't know, don't tempt fate, mate. I just want no, all the trophies. Team. I want all the you trophies. My, that planning ahead like that, my um, in I might have told you this one, but my the pub that my brother used to drink in with all his QPR mates, and uh, they'd just seen 
QPR win literally in the like third round of the League Cup. Yeah. Um, and they'd all gone for a, and it was like, you know, October and they'd gone for a pint afterwards and they're all standing there and one of them's gone, brilliant. Well, what's that then? We're in the fourth round, are we now? And my brother's gone, yeah, that's right. And he's gone, so if we win that, what's after that? Is that the quarterfinal, is it? And he's gone, yeah, I think so. I think that's a league cup. You go straight into quarterfinal after that. final. then you get into semifinal, presumably. When's that? Round about January time, is it? Yep. Yep. That's right. January. Then what? Finals? What? Feb, March time now? Yeah, yeah. I think it's like I think it's late Feb. They do league yeah. cup final now, right? And like if we get there, like we'll all probably go up together from here. Why? We will get what? Get a coach or get the train or what? <laughs> and my brother's going. I, I don't know. I mean, last time we had a big game like playoff final, we all got a coach. Yeah, coach. Coach's probably better. <laughs> so wh- where do you think we'd probably get it from, Cass? Do you think we'd get it from here or you know at the ground or or what outside a station? I, I don't know. I mean, last time we usually just get it to pick us up from the pub because then everyone knows what it's going to be. Right. So we'll have to be at Wembley. What? Four kickoff, four o'clock, five o'clock? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, probably. So what time would you probably want to set off in the coach? Go, <laughs> Jesus I Christ. I, I bet he goes, I've got no fucking idea. Oh, I, I don't know. If we get a coach from here to Wembley, well, just tell me how long it takes. He goes, well, it'd take an hour in traffic. So... I guess the latest we'd want to leave is like two. <laughs> so we can get a bit tired. He goes, yeah, see, that's going to be a problem for me, mate. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to make it for that. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing getting a coach from, from yeah, fucking yeah. West London it, to Wembley? It, Just it, go on the tube. It's, o- it's October. He's, he's asking about a fictitious final. Yeah. Six months hence, yeah, right, and what the precise timings will be. And then it. when he's finally forced my brother to say it, he said it, he wouldn't be able to make that. It's going to be inconvenient for him. But you get people doing shit like that all the time, don't you? Well, every people... time, every time Sunderland get beyond the second round of the League Cup, I book the hotels yeah. for Wembley. Yeah, because you can cancel them. You can cancel them at any point. Usually That's a, a good premier idea. And, uh, yeah, I've most done, people leave it too late, don't they? Yeah, I've done that for years. And the only year I didn't do it, we actually got to the final. And we ended up in a travel lodge. But, you know. Ironic. You live and it's learn. Ironic, mate. You can't go yeah. back. You can't go back. Exactly right. Jalapeno. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. Big football news that's broken today. Wayne Rooney seems to have um, concocted some kind of ridiculous self-aggrandizing friendly in order to give him his 120th cap. Have you seen this? No, I didn't know about this. <laughs> oh, Wayne Rooney is going to come out of international retirement to make a farewell appearance for England against the United States later this month uh, at Wembley. And the match is going to be called the Wayne Rooney Foundation International. Oh, for God's what sake. What a load of absolute fucking bollocks that is. Do you know what, right? I was... I We had Sky Sports News on at my mum's with the sound down, and I had half an eye on it while I was talking to one of my brothers. And this must have been what the story was about, because mm. they were showing him scoring his record-breaking goal for England. Yeah. 
And I said, having not known the story, I was going, poor old Wayne Rooney. I was going, the bloke's got more England caps than anyone. Yeah. He's got more England goals than anyone. I'm sure there's a couple of Premier League records as well that he holds. I can't remember what they are. And I said, what an amazing story. I said, this lad from the rough streets of Liverpool, he's burst onto the scene age 16. He's gone on to play for Manchester United. He's won the Champions League. He's broken every... He's a, an England legend. I said, no one... People will always talk about him shagging that granny, right? Yeah. And no one ever really gives him the respect. He's, he's never mentioned in the same breath as the other legends no. of, of England history. They, they, they talk not, about... not even the same breath as David Beckham. And I say it's unfair because the, the stats speak for themselves. Yeah. And no one gives him that sort of... And now I realise, rather than this humble, hard-done-by, unsung hero that I was saying he was, in fact, while I was saying that... The news story was actually saying this man is a relentless narcissist, yes. an ego out of control, yeah. who's inventing a cup all about yeah. himself, and he's going to play against the United States of America, one of the worst teams in the world. We should announce a podcast awards called the Top Flight Time Machine Podcast Awards. Yeah, right. We should. And what we're doing it is like you have internal awards within companies, don't you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So to make sure that everyone gets something, so we could do um, a gala night out. I don't know. You book somewhere in Sunderland. So Nando's or something. Come up there. Yeah. And it's me, you and results spot. Yeah. He's not going to win my, anything, is he? I'll bring, well, he'll, he's got to be nominated. Fucking hell. So it'll be me. I'll come up with my wife. Um, results spot will probably bring a prostitute. Yeah. A metal and prostitute. You, and you will hopefully, God willing, bring Alex Scott. Yeah, I imagine the so, yeah. Female footballer. Mm-hmm. And we'll all turn up. The Paps will be there, all the Sunderland local press and all the rest of it, and the other people that follow it. And we'll just, we'll get, I don't know who we'll get to, maybe we'll get, who do we know could host it? Kenny Sansom or? Sansom might be available, yeah. I'll have to, have to check his diary. Um, or do we want someone more from the showbiz world, like sports broadcasting, like Elton Wellsby or something like that? Somebody like that. I'm thinking someone that's going to be fairly local to the northeast, perhaps Jimmy Neal. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Neil will do it. Okay, so Jimmy, Jimmy Nail, we'll get him first to perform Crocodile Shoes as he comes out. Yeah. And then as it ends, his dancers, all of whom will be dressed as crocodiles, yeah. exit the stage, the lights yeah. come up, and he goes, thank you, thank you, and welcome to the first annual Top Flight Time Machine <laughs> Podcast Awards. I am Jimmy Na- I am Sir Jimmy Nail. I am Jimmy Neil. <laughs> I am Sir Jimmy Neil. Without further ado, well, actually, Jimmy, we paid you for a full two hours, so I would like some further ado before you got yeah. balls deep into the awards. Because we haven't awards. got that many awards to dish out, so you better pad it Tell out, please, Tell us some Jim. funny anecdotes yeah. about filming our Vita same pet, please. Tell us about the time, the episode when you and Dennis pretended, well, didn't pretend, the actually characters actually did go to, I think it was Belgium, to watch Sunderland play in the Cup Winners' Cup. <laughs> Now, first of all, factually, that was inaccurate because Sunderland didn't play in Europe about that time. Secondly, Dennis and, and Oz were meant to be Newcastle fans, so what are they doing travelling across Europe? Yeah, that, to go that must have been Sunderland? annoying for you. Ridiculous. Yeah. Ruined that yeah. series for me, that did. And we didn't find yeah, out the score stupid. either. Absolutely yeah, so, stupid. So we're going to have like awards. There's only three of us. How many different yeah. awards are there going to be? Best host, uh, best episode, <sighs> best anecdote, best prediction. Yeah. Um, and then, like, subgenres. Best anecdote involving a child shitting out of a tree. Yeah. Best anecdote, 
not involving a child shitting out of a tree. Yeah. Best anecdote involving Sam's brother, best uh, Casper. Best anecdote not involving Sam's brother, Casper. Best Kasper. impersonation of Brian Ferry. Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. Yeah, we could spread that out over a night, I think. Yeah, there's there's loads of categories we could have. Um, and maybe we could invite Roy Keane as well. As a special, and we could give him a Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah. For contributions to the podcast. Yeah, imagine that. And if he can't make it, we'll just get Robbie Keane instead. Yeah. He'll enjoy it. If you, you know, reunited I'd, with Alex I'd Scott. Co- I'd, I'll come, but I hope that it's not one of these gigs that they do nowadays with other women. I see you've got a man because hosting it's, it. It's not on. I'm very reassured yeah, by the fact you've got a man hosting this thing. Bloody right, as well. I mean, I'm all for, you know, moving forward with, with the times and all the rest of it. But there's a line that you just can't cross. <laughs> it's madness. There's a line in the sand. Absolute. I mean, I, you know, I didn't. I played nice. I'm a professional. I sat there. I smiled. I answered the questions. But it was absolute insanity. There was the, there was there was toilets for the men, and there was the toilets for women as well, because there was women there. I didn't know which toilet to go in, and I didn't know where to look. They're a lovely, lovely couple looking the lassies, and I thought, well, if I dwell on them for too long, then someone's going to start asking questions, you know. <laughs> so in the end, what I did was I shut my eyes tight <laughs> throughout the whole second half. And they said, you kept saying, oh, open your eyes for fuck's sake, Robbie. If not, you won't know what to say when we come back. <laughs> I said, don't worry about that. I'll, I'll have plenty to say. I don't need, I've been in this game long enough. I don't have to actually watch the game to know what to say about I'll it. I'll just make something up. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I know what you're doing. You're trying to trick me into looking at your tits. It's not going to happen. It's one of these Me Too schemes. You're going to try and scandalise poor old Robbie here. No, once bitten, twice shy. Uh, I'm keeping these peepers of mine nice and tightly shut. Thank you very much for asking. Like I know fe- how you like, ladies operate. Like the fella on your train last Friday morning. Exactly. It's like everyone's doing it now. It's the new thing. You see a woman, Close shut your eyes. your eyes. Close your Just eyes tight. Them. Shut down. It's called shutdown. Yeah. And you've got to do it. And Robbie knows because he's been out there in LA for long enough. They're always a few yeah, steps ahead of us. Harvey Weinstein. Oh, and all I, I, learned it, I learned it from the agent out in Los Angeles. Like He said, if you see any lassies that you're working with, especially, just shut your eyes. No, Play me, it safe. This Me Too thing's getting out of control. So when you see one, just shut your eyes. A lot of the fellas, you know, are um, actually getting themselves medically blinded because <laughs> it's the safest way to avoid any legal trouble. Like, I mean, you know, some of the lads who are known for having an eye for the ladies <laughs> say that you can pay Bobby Charlton. He'll come round and he'll blind you. And, he, you know, he, he'll charge you £1,000. Hu- he calls it a humane blinding. <laughs> and that way, you know, he said, and he says, however much it costs, I said to him, he it's a lot, awful lot of money, that Bobby. It's a, it's a, it's a quite dear. And he said, "Hey," he said to me, "Robbie, trust me. However much you pay, I'm me medically blinding you. You're gonna <laughs> earn it back, right? By saving yourself lawsuits. <laughs> Those lawyers. Are, I tell you what, I come cheap in comparison to the average defamation lawyer. <laughs> oh, so that's that's our future plan then. Uh, an award ceremony hosted by Jimmy Neil. I'll tell you what, you mentioned Crocodile Shoes there. I hope Jimmy does his cover version of, you know, the song, The Ink is Black, The Page is White. 
No, I don't he know. He does it. a cover version of that with Rankin Roger. It's on his on his greatest hits <laughs> album, which I think is called. Oh, the really? Ni- I think his greatest hits album is called The Nail File. Oh yes, it's, <laughs> it's, it's on that. I'm gonna and I'm gonna play it as our closing theme for this episode as a one-off. Oh great, yeah. So I'll look out for that at the end. Well, um, we don't know when this will be, but we'll probably be selling tickets. Oh yeah, definitely. You can buy a table for your firm. Yeah. If your firm, you know, like your company, just go to the boss. It'll be one of these things where you get a, you can get a whole table for like ten grand, and um, as part of that, you'll be able to come round and you know me and me and Andy will walk round to your table, say hello, make small talk with you, and re- and results bot will as well. Yeah, absolutely. If you want him. Anything else you want to mention before we do a news without news? No. Right. These three headlines then. Mayor accused of soliciting sex in exchange for speed bumps. <laughs> um, yeah, just a seven. Just a seven. You're not feeling that one. Yeah. Uh, no. This could go either way. This one used condom flies out of co-op fridge and strikes shoppers. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> so yeah, I thought you might have gone three with that. Nah, uh, that's, I want to know all about that's that. That's from Chris Moore on the Twitter, and this one's from Ed uh, Cuntigiris, I think his name is, on the Twitter what? also. What? Cuntigiris? Ed Cuntigiris, yeah. Ed Cuntigiris, right, That's what it says here. Actor cut off his arm, then posed as war hero to get roles. Yeah, impressive. Eight. I want to, I like, um, that. I'd I'd read that for like, I like uh, that kind of career planning. Yeah, you're prepared it's to go like to that any film, levels. isn't it? That film where the fella got his arm stuck under a rock, so he chopped it off. It's like that, but with a, a happier yeah, end. He didn't. He he didn't do that just to get a film deal, did he? Well, he got the film out of it, didn't he? So maybe he did. Yeah, yeah. Well, draw your own conclusions. I'm oh, gonna... I do have. Is have you got any more headlines? No, that's it. It's just the three. Oh, because I've got a ghost story. Have you? <laughs> yeah, just quickly. Go on then. I was told last night my um my sister's boyfriend is from New Jersey. And New Jersey. He, New Jersey. My sister reckons she's seen a ghost, right? Right. And my, she was round last night. She lives in America. She was she was round. She's visiting. And she, my dad was there. And he idolises her. I wonder if he, and, she came over on the same plane as Robbie Kane. Quite well, possibly. She didn't mention it, but it could be. Was anyway, there a fella sitting she, next to her with his eyes shut? Yeah, that would explain it. This is my sister, by the way. My sister's a film director, and she's much younger than me. She's 10 years younger than me, and she recently made a... She's been working with the Michelle Obama Trust. Whoa. And um, she made a film with Michelle Obama and has got to know her. Right. And uh, a mutual friend of ours sent me a text saying, Sam, your younger sister is making films with Michelle Obama while you do Roy Keane impressions on a football podcast with Andy Dawson. How do you look at yourself in the mirror? I was like, well, listen, mate, I know whose life I'd rather have because I've heard Michelle Obama is a complete prick um, in real life. Uh, an, an utter arsehole. Hey, I'm not saying my sister said that. I've just heard that. Yeah. Anyway, fine. she's seen a ghost, my sister, once in my brother's house. And my dad won't have it because he's the sort of person who will let, he's got no truck with the idea of the paranormal at no. all. But the fact that she says it, if I said it, it'd demolish me. But mm. the fact that she says it, he just sits there seething, but keeping he thinks she's only over for a week. I don't want to fall out with her. Keep me head down. <laughs> so then, but I'm loving it, right? Because I'm thinking, this is great. She's talking about ghosts, and I know that infuriates him, but I know he won't allow himself to explode. So I thought, I'm going to ramp this up. So I said, yeah, 
Does uh, does your fella Bash has he ever seen any ghosts? She said, "Yeah, he's got a much worse story than me." So what's that? Listen to this. When he was a kid, he lived in a poor part of New Jersey, I think, right? And he had this. Um, he he played he played the uh, trombone, I think it was. Right. And he had a mate at school who played the tuba, and they they became friends. They bonded over the brass instruments. <laughs> and you do. Uh, and after after school, right after school he would go back to his mate's house, which was a few doors down and they would practice the tuba and the, and the trombone together and, um, have a lovely time until the dad came home and the dad would go fucking ape shit. What the hell are you kids doing? Get out, stop playing the fucking instruments in this house. And he, so he was really scared of this dad. He thought his dad was a bad man. So as soon as the dad come home, Bash, that's my sister's boyfriend. He'd run out of the house and run back to his house, right, with the trombone. And he always thought, oh, he's really strict, that dad around there. Anyway, cut a long story short, the dad ends up killing his wife and his son. So Bash's mate, the one who he used to practice the fucking trombone with, right, has been killed by this dad who I believe then took his own life, right? Gets worse, though. Right, so he's really upset. His dad, his mate, who he plays the trumpet with, and all the rest of it, dead. Um, then, not long afterwards, obviously the house won't sell. Right, no one, can, no one will move into the house, and uh, the, um, Bash's little brother is playing with matches one day and sets fire to his house. Right? right, and his house burns down. Luckily, all of them survive. No, like they all get out alive. Right, but they've got no house, so the local authorities go, "It's all right." There's a house free in your street. You can move into that while we try to permanently relocate you. So Bash, when he's just a kid, has to move in to the fucking house of his dead mate, where his dead mate was killed. Who he bonded with over brass. Who who he bonded with over brass. So he said, we lived in this house for however long, a year, while we were waiting to relocate. And I knew it was where my best friend and his mother had been killed. He said, and throughout that year... Whenever I fell asleep, I would sometimes fall asleep in the day. And when I woke up, even if I knew the house was empty, there were scratches up and down my arms as if made by a little child's hands. And if you looked closely, some of the scratches on my forearm were being scratched in the shape of childlike handwriting trying to make out words. Shit. And this didn't happen once. This happened loads of fucking times. Every time he fell asleep in the house on his own. Fucking the hell. Fucking, his mate came back from the dead and tried to fucking sketch out some sort of message. I don't know. Maybe they were musical notes. Maybe it was an idea for a composition. But he, um, <laughs> Song from he scratched the him out on his arm. Yeah. So that's it. There's no punchline to this. Other no. than to me, it was funny. Because while she's telling me this story, <laughs> my dad <laughs> is sitting there absolutely fucking livid. Right. Just so angry at the idea that anyone believes in ghosts and probably mentally picking a million and one holes in this story, right? Because he's that sort of a fucker. Do you know what I mean? Oh, hang on a minute. And he had to just keep his mouth shut because she's only here for a week. And he loves her so much he doesn't yeah. want to upset her and of course, by poo-pooing her boyfriend's ghost story. And of course, so as, to as we me, were... <laughs> although it's a sad story, to me I took pleasure in it because I liked watching my dad 
sit there with his head almost exploding. Dig- digging his own fingernails into the arm of the chair. Yeah, scratching words on his own fucking arm. And of course, lest, lest <laughs> we forget, your dad is the, the kind of man who'll defend himself in a court of law. So this is the sort of yeah, thing that he exactly. would drive on. <laughs> That's the way his mind... Yeah, he, he would love it. He would have approached it like he was in a court of law. That's exa- I mean, that's basically how he approaches every conversation he ever has. <laughs> So it must be very painful for him. And he is a man who's had a heart attack before. So, I mean, part of me was loving it. The other part of me, I must admit, I was thinking, I kept one hand on the mobile phone because I was thinking he he could go here. Yeah, he had two two nines (laughs) dialed ready. Yeah, he could have round two with the Reaper here. I'm ready for anything. If she mentions ghosts one more time, that's it. I think his ticker's going to (laughs) burst. Right, before we go. I want to mention a book I've been reading because it's really, really good. It's called Butch Wilkins and the Sundance Kid. Oh, yeah. By, yeah, I've heard um, this is a really good. It's called Nige Tassel, and it's basically, it's my life, but someone else has written it. It's about being, oh, a, it's about being a kid in the 1980s and being obsessed with watching sport on the telly. So oh. uh, it, it starts with an England, England-European championship in 1980, and it goes through stuff like Botham winning the Ashes for England, Lineker's World Cup hat-trick, Ben Johnson failing the drugs test, all of that stuff. If you're about the same age as me, 46, and you watched sport on the telly when you were a kid, you're going to love it. It's ace. It really is. Right, there we go. Um, that's a nice plug for a Christmas present for everyone. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday with part five, I think, of the five Keen Odyssey. The Roy Keen, we're almost yeah. at the end. We're probably going to get at least yeah, one more worry, episode. We'll get to the end of it sooner or later. Yeah, yeah then we're going to move on to Keegan. And um, just keep um, enjoying the podcast and tweeting and following us on TF Time Machine and recommending it to your friends and all that and look out for those ghosts by the way sorry my my son when i was telling this story about ghosts earlier recounting it and my son went this is rubbish she couldn't have seen a ghost and i thought he was gonna say because (laughs) ghosts don't exist and i was thinking oh yeah i'll probably have to go along with that and go yeah you're right so this goes everyone knows ghosts are invisible (laughs) said what the hell are you talking about He went, some people think they look like a white sheet, but that's not true. They're just invisible. So if they exist, you can't see them either way. Oh, he's having a bad weekend, isn't he? Now you can see why I didn't date him come to football with fucking stupid ideas like that. All right, then. There we go. Take it away, Jimmy Neal. The ink is black, the page is white. Together we learn to read and write. Come on, Jimmy. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.